You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Tuesday, June 21st. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about how Microsoft's legacy browser, Internet Explorer, may be dead. But its remnants are not going anywhere, and neither are its lingering risks. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. After years of decline and a final wind-down over the past 13 months, on Wednesday Microsoft confirmed the retirement of Internet Explorer, the company's long-lived and increasingly notorious web browser. Launched in 1995, IE came pre-installed on Windows computers for almost two decades, and like Windows XP, Internet Explorer became a mainstay, to the point that when it was time for users to upgrade and move on, they often didn't. And while last week's milestone will push even more users off the historic browser, security researchers emphasize that IE and its many security vulnerabilities are far from gone. In the coming months, Microsoft will disable the IE app on Windows 10 devices, guiding users instead to its next-generation Edge browser, first released in 2015. The IE icon will still remain on users' desktops, though, and Edge incorporates a service called IE Mode to preserve access to old websites built for Internet Explorer. Microsoft says it will support IE Mode through at least 2029. Additionally, IE will still work, for now, on all supported versions of Windows 8.1, Windows 7, with Microsoft's extended security updates, and Windows Server, though the company says it will eventually phase IE out in these two. Seven years after the debut of Edge, industry analysis indicates that Internet Explorer may still hold more than half a percent of the total global browser market share, and in the United States, that share may be closer to as much as 2%. I do think we've made progress, and we probably won't see as many exploits against IE in the future, but we will still have remnants of Internet Explorer for a long time that scammers can take advantage of, says Ronnie Tokosovsky, a longtime independent malware researcher and principal threat advisor at the cybersecurity firm Cofence. Internet Explorer as the browser will be gone, but there are still pieces that exist. For something that's been around as long as IE, backward compatibility is difficult to balance with the desire for a clean slate. We haven't forgotten that some parts of the web still rely on Internet Explorer's specific behaviors and features. Sean Lindersay, the general manager of Microsoft Edge Enterprise, wrote in an IE retrospective on Wednesday pointing to IE mode. But he added that there was a real need to start over with Edge rather than trying to salvage IE. 
The web has evolved, and so have browsers, he wrote last week. Incremental improvements to Internet Explorer couldn't match the general improvements to the web at large, so we started fresh. Microsoft says it will still support IE's underlying browser engine, known as MSHTML, and it has its eye on versions of Windows still used in critical environments. But Maddie Stone, a researcher for Google's Project Zero Vulnerability Hunting Team, points out that hackers are still exploiting IE vulnerabilities in real-world attacks. Since we began tracking in the wild zero days, Internet Explorer has had a pretty consistent number of zero days each year. 2021 actually tied 2016 for the most in the wild Internet Explorer zero days we've ever tracked. Even though Internet Explorer's market share of web browser users continues to decrease, she wrote in April, referring to previously unknown vulnerabilities called zero days. Internet Explorer is still a ripe attack surface for initial entry into Windows machines, even if the user doesn't use Internet Explorer as their internet browser. In her analysis, Stone particularly noted that while the number of new IE vulnerabilities Project Zero has detected has remained fairly constant, attackers have shifted over the years to increasingly target the MSHTML browser engine through malicious files like tainted Office documents. This could mean that neutering the IE application won't immediately change attack trends that are already in motion. Given how difficult it has been to rein in Internet Explorer at all, Microsoft and IE users around the world have certainly come a long way, but for a browser that's supposed to be dead, IE still very much loads with the living. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, we look at whether Google's large language model has a soul distract from the real-world problems that plague artificial intelligence. Checking in on Wired Science, why the FAA says SpaceX can't expand its Texas launch site just yet. And on Wired Security, in occupied Ukraine, the internet is being routed to Russia and subjected to its powerful censorship. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.